guys. Thank you so much for joining me at Strengthened by Grace. Thank you once again for taking the time out of your busy day to um, just come and spend some time with me and see what I believe Holy Spirit is speaking through me. Um, so today I was having a conversation with Nate and um, and this is based off 1 Timothy 6, 5 through, I'm just going to, I would recommend that you read 1 Timothy 6, 5 through 11, um, but I'm just going to read off 1 Timothy 6, 5 through 6, and um, I'm going to give you a backup story. So, you know, um, the regards of like... Um, comparison and competition and and things like that. So for me, that's something I really, really struggle with. And I've kind of been struggling with it since I was a little girl. Um, I have a cousin who is four months younger than I am. And she, um, she had always been very thin, very outgoing, very athletic, um, just, you know, outspoken. And I wasn't like that. I was very much, um, more, um, just a little bit more of an introvert, a quieter, um, shy, um, and definitely a little bit chubbier. And so, um, or maybe a little bit with a little bit more meat, right? But, um, so growing up, you know, my grandmother, she would say that we were her earrings. So, I mean, we would dress the same, we would be the same. And, you know, that's something that has, um, that I feel like God is really delivering me from, in this season and I am excited because I I want to share the breakthrough that God has been uh, revealing to me and the healing um, of my mind in a sense of my perspective and viewpoint about it. And so um, then, so that happened and, um, and then also, I don't know if you guys know, but um, my sister-in-law is, um, she was the bachelorette. So I've always had like my, my, uh, in-laws, you know, compare me with her. And there's always been like a sense of inadequacy that I've felt, you know, and obviously, you know, um, I, um, that, that right there has been one of the hardest things for me because, um, I think it's almost like, man, like, everything that I've gone through, everything that I've faced, like, you know, (laughs) isn't that enough kind of thing, right? So I would beat myself down for that because I'm like, well, of course, I'm never going to be like my sister-in-law. Like, that's, first of all, I don't want to be her. And I, I truly believe that God has a purpose for me. And I truly believe that every trauma, every pain that God has, um, had me go through is for a greater purpose. And, um, I don't want to let the enemy come and begin to compare my calling with her calling or any of that. Right. And so those are kind of the things that I faced. Now, um, a couple days ago, uh, the Holy Spirit, um, begin to speak to me about this again, begin to bring it to the surface. And it was brought to the surface by, um, you know, this saying that people say, um, it's no, it's not always greener on, the grass is not always greener on the other side. So our neighbors have beautiful grass. 
Our grass, on the other hand, is not that green, right? And um, and so so help me, Holy Spirit, and. And so, you know, you compare and you're like, man, like, why is their grass greener, right? You would think that, and and this is an analogy. I'm just trying to paint a picture. Like, you see somebody else's life. It's more beautiful, bigger, and it's more influential, right? And then you look at your life and you're like, man, it's a little dry here, right? And keep in mind, we live in South Texas. Um, and so it's... You know, I Holy Spirit just begin to to bring this to mind. And Nate this weekend was like studying how to make the grass greener. He was researching. He's definitely a researcher, so he's actually very bright when it comes to research and investigating and all of that. And so he um he went ahead and like began to see like what is the method right to make your grass green. And he's like, I have a desire to make my grass green and so holy holy spirit began to just speak to me and say like do you see that lori and we know our neighbors and our neighbor's life is a little chaotic you know and looking from the outside in you think their life is perfect until you really get in and you see hey like it's actually not this perfect picture right and i think society always puts their best features out and which is okay, right? We'd only want to share those intimate, you know, um, painful areas uh, of our life with those closest to us. And so, um, and so I just begin to think about that. I'm like, man, here we are. If I was a stranger and I didn't know my neighbors, I think like, man, their life is perfect. Their grass is green. And, um, and so Holy Spirit just began to say, you see, Lori, like, their grass to you and me look greener, but it's actually not healthier. And um, and sh- and he's like, you know, the fact that Nate is not comparing, like he sees the potential of a grass being green, like that it is actually possible. But instead of coveting what they have in a sense, or you know, comparing, he's like, wait, if their grass can be green. Our grass can be green too. Like, how do I go about taking the steps to make my grass green, my grass healthier? It is possible for me too. Now, we're not just talking about grass here. I mean, I want you to look at your life. Like, what is it that you're comparing or even coveting um, through other people's lives? And remember, the devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy. So um, subtly, the devil will say, well, look at her life, look at this, and look at that, right? And like, though that that is the enemy. And we have to not be um, so so sensitive of not calling it out what it is. Like, no, that's the devil trying to put plant, um, Sub, uh, subliminally, I don't even know if I can say that word. And, uh, and so, you know, he tries to plant seeds in your head and just begin to, um, have a weird spirit towards someone else. When in reality, maybe like God is asking you connect with that person. Like, remember, we are the body of Christ. We are called for unity, right? And so then the Holy Spirit brought to me like, um, you know, when we, when we compare and we begin to be jealous of others, you know, that is out of the place in our heart where there is 
like what are we believing about God? Um, because everything that we are kind of going through is a belief about God at the end of the day. And so, um, you know, Holy Spirit began to reveal this and he's like, hey, it's it's a mentality of scarcity. It's a mentality of lack. And so, um, so then Holy Spirit brought First Timothy 6, 5 through 6. And it says, and this is through... Um, what is this? Amplified Bible. Um, I'm not keen to any any version. I think Holy Spirit really brings different versions around and stuff, and He speaks in different ways. So whatever you feel like Holy Spirit speaks to you, um, I I encourage you to use that. You know, to try different versions and. Um, and not be so legalistic of, of like, I only need to, you know, read from New King James or the James Version. I think it's really like, hey, like, is what you are reading, is it speaking to you, right? And so I encourage you to, to go and look at different versions like TPT, um, the uh, Passion Translation's really good. The Message, um, there's another version that I've been listening to, and it's really awesome. It's called The Voice. Um, I love that version. I, I really am able to understand what the scriptures are saying. And so, yeah, I just encourage you to go look at what is good for you. Like, where is God speaking to you clearly and with passion and allowing the scriptures to come alive? So with that, we have 1 Timothy 6, 5 through 6, and it says, And perpetual friction between men who are corrupted in mind and deprived of the truth, who think that godliness is a source of profit, a lucrative money-making business withdrawn from them. And so as I'm reading this, I'm thinking about, you know, in a sense that godliness, like the scripture, the Bible, the ministry should not be this lucrative thing that we are trying to gain. It's not a money-making business, right? It is is the essence of who God is. It is the essence of how God is displaying himself through your life. And we see that a lot with big churches, um, high profile ministers, and um, that they can get lost in that, right? Lost in the financial gain. And so Holy Spirit then goes on with saying, but godliness actually is a source of great gain with accompanied by contentment. That contentment, which comes from a sense of inner confidence based on the sufficiency of God. For we have brought nothing into the world. So it is clear that we cannot take anything out of it either. But if we have food and clothing with these, we will be content. But those who are not financially ethical and crave to get rich with a compulsive, greedy longing for wealth fall into temptation and a trap and into many foolish and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction, leading, the personal, leading to personal misery. For the love of money, that is, the greedy desire for it and the willingness to gain it unethically is the root of all sorts of evil. And some, by longing for it, have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves through and through with many sorrows. And so, you know, in this, it's it's like God saying like, 
It is not bad to be wealthy, right? But the love of more, and this is where I'm talking about, like the 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 longing for more and more that it's never enough. Like, yes, like I've known people that have big houses, yet they feel so empty. You walk into their house and it doesn't feel warm. It doesn't feel safe. It doesn't feel like a home. And you know, what is it like in Ecclesiastes to gain the world yet to lose your soul, to gain all these things and yet to not be satisfied and content. And we even look at it with ministers like, um, Francis Chan, where, you know, he, he was living in a great, we looking from the outside in, we're like, you have it all. Yet he left everything because what did he want? Connection, connection with the father. And so, um, this is just some things that God has been speaking to me too, because I think there's been a part of me that, you know, I've been comparing and competing with those around me, either by the devil allowing, uh, me allowing the devil to put those seeds in my mind but God is saying like wait a minute like actually like I've given you so many beautiful blessings like let's go ahead and start in a season of gratitude and um And so remember that godliness with contentment is great gain. Uh, One of my favorite scriptures, um, I had this awesome dream actually where, um, and this was, I think I had a dream 2014. And I've always kind of been like, Lord, what is my purpose? Like, what am I supposed to be doing? And um, so I had a dream about my sister-in-law. And she kept saying to me, purpose, purpose, purpose. And all I kept repeating to myself was, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Now, a little bit before that, you know, that's the famous Philippians 4.13. But before that, it says, um, I've learned to live humbly and I've learned to live in prosperity. I learned the secret of life and that is to be content. And so I, I leave you with that in a sense of a spirit of gratitude. So we just welcome you, Holy Spirit. I know you're already in here, Father, so lead us into your presence, Holy Spirit. We just worship you, Jesus, Father. You are so good, Lord. You are mighty and powerful and great, and, and you are a beautiful God that carries tranquility, that carries calmness, that carries peace. You are our Prince of Peace, Lord. You are the God of our purpose, Jesus. And so we just welcome you, Father. We welcome your presence, Jesus. I thank you, Father, for penetrating this word into every listener that is listening to this, Father. I thank you, Holy Spirit, for just allowing every lie the enemy has um, has taken root, any lie that has taken root that we don't have enough, that we are not enough, Father, that you just begin to release it, Lord, in Jesus' name. And we just thank you, Lord, that you come, Father, that you come and release us from those lies. I I bind any spirit of lack. I bind any spirit of scarcity, Father, because you have said we are your children, God. We are your sons and daughters 
daughters of God and we live in the prosperity of the King because you are the King of Kings. You are the Lord of Lords, God. So we thank you, Jesus. 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 God, that you are wonderful. You are great, Father. So I thank you, Lord, for just allowing us to be carriers of your glory, God, carriers of your presence, Jesus, that you begin to allow us to have new eyes to see the blessings, the life, the, the gratitude that we would begin to be content, God, that the promise that you have spoken over 1 Timothy 6, 6, God, that godliness with contentment is great gain, that we would live a life of godliness and contentment, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that we are grateful for the lot you have given us in our life, Lord, that we go from glory to glory, grace to grace, but in this moment, we are thankful, we are grateful And so thank you, Lord, for just blessing every listener, God. I thank you, Lord, for beginning to give them vision of your goodness, your eyes to see, God, the blessings in their lives, Lord, that they would also carry a spirit of gratitude, a spirit of being content, Jesus. And we just, we bless you, God. We bless you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. God, we thank you, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name.